Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mobcast. I am your host, Connor Bland, and today I am joined by Jeff Bozel, our Director of Mobilization, and Elena Huff. She's been one of our missionaries in the past in Indonesia, is that right? Yes, for three years. And come and join us as we talk a little bit about uh, singleness in the mission. All right, so Elena, would you mind to uh, tell some of our viewers kind of a little bit about yourself and your experience in the mission field? Sure. Well, like you said, I got to serve in Indonesia for three years. I was expecting it to be a lot longer, but as things go, and the way the Lord leads, um, it was just three. Um, I'd say probably a rather tumultuous three, <laughs> but uh, because of a lot of illness, um, mm. changes on the field, but at the same time, it was such a rich, rich time of not only service, but personal growth for me and um, the experience of team uh, there was incredible as well. So it, I mean, it will always remain a really, really precious time of my life yeah. when I think about it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I realize that we're talking about being a single overseas, but I think your experience of team, the example you gave earlier um, in another another context, that was so impressive. I think we've talked about team in another Mobcast um, and how important that is. I think bringing that as a, as a real-life example of how somebody experienced team uh, would be helpful for people listening. Mm-hmm. Would you mind sharing that? No, not at all. Yeah, so just referring to a story I shared with the OC family about uh, when I was on the field, I had, as I mentioned, several illnesses. One of them was that I slipped a disc in my lower back, and because of the lack of physical therapy and treatment in the country, uh, I was basically bedridden for 12 days, couldn't walk, and if I did move around the house, like pull myself by my arms. <laughs> it was pretty sad. Wow. Um, but uh, so it was obviously very isolating because I was just home and, you know, laying in bed most of the day and didn't ha get to have much team interaction unless the team would come to me. And so the team recognized that and we'd have team meetings, which for me as a single were really important times to connect and experience fellowship. And so the team was willing to come to my house, even though it was small, um, and kind of all cram into the living room. And, and my mattress where I was laying was in the middle of the living room, and the team just crammed in chairs all around. Hmm. And uh, we had our one of our team meetings that way, and there was a couple that had just come to the field and was rather impressed that we were <laughs> holding a team meeting with me laying in my bed in the middle yeah. of it. But that was just life on the field. It was come whatever may, like mm -hmm. here we are together. And, you know, it was just a special, I don't know, picture whenever I think of team and especially OC's value for team mm -hmm. on the field. I think of that yeah. time. Yeah, and I think, and, you know, every agency has a different picture when it comes to team and, and it doesn't always work that way. And I would say even in OC, Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't work that way on, on every in every country, mm -hmm. but that that really is a great example of what I think teams should be. Mm -hmm. uh, we should be willing to make those sacrifices for each other and just come alongside each other mm -hmm. uh, in in those kind of ways because we all have needs that that then are met by our team in some way. I think I think a great question to to kind of segue from Jeff's question would be about 
how maybe connecting as a as a single woman to a team I assume that a lot of your team was married or um, or all of them, all of them. yeah yes. and so maybe you could just speak into a little bit maybe for singles going to the mission field with a team of mm-hmm. of couples or or well, I assume married couples and uh, and maybe what that looks like or maybe the the struggles that mm-hmm. that came from mm-hmm. that yeah absolutely I think again there are you know, as Jeff mentioned, going to be different teams, different makeups of teams. Some have a lot of singles, and, you know, that has its own joys and sorrows, I guess, <laughs> and struggles. Um, in my case, yeah, being the only single on the team had both as well. There were tremendous gifts to it, and there were struggles um, in it. And so, I mean... Again, uh, the caliber of the people that were on my team, they were so exceptional and responsive. Um, I think what really helped is that they viewed me as a full member of the team. Some people can think of singles as kind of not yet arrived or mm-hmm. uh, kind of the youth, regardless of how old they are, mm-hmm. um, or the babysitter or someone that can... Mm-hmm take all these different roles because they have all this quote-unquote free time and uh but my team really was was very respectful of me considered me a full contributor but Mm -hmm. also um you know honored my space and time that I needed um to do laundry at home or um to just maintain health personally Mm -hmm. um so I know there's a lot of singles out there that have not had such good experiences and that may have to work a lot more at communicating their needs to their team. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, for the most part, I had a good experience. Um, and there definitely were times that I had to communicate mm-hmm. my needs because it's it's more of a minority thing. I think you could you might find yourself as the only couple on a team of singles or the only couple with children mm-hmm. on a team yeah. and mm-hmm. as a minority you're going to have to communicate your specific needs to the rest of the team because they're not going to be able to just automatically understand yeah um, they'll be thinking in terms of the majority the majority experience so there were times when I think one retreat in particular was really geared towards couples and almost like kind of strengthening your marriage kind of a thing. Mm. (laughs) And I had been coming out of a really lonely season, was really looking forward to the retreat as a time to connect and Mm -hmm. feel closer to my team, to be built up. But then the nature of the retreat was splitting Mm. off as couples. And Mm. for the singles, it was like there was two of us. And, well, you guys go and talk about, you know, the ways that you feel emotionally encouraged or something like that and (laughs) we saw each other once a year and she was 50 and I was 30 and so that was a time that I felt really missed Mm. but it was also a point at which and the Holy Spirit worked on this with me am I going to withdraw and be resentful that my team didn't consider my needs Mm. going into this retreat or am I going to share myself with my team Mm. share my experience and help build understanding and so in the end I was able to do that and to say actually everyone else is like this has been an amazing retreat mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said 
Actually, this has been a really hard retreat for me, yeah. and this is why I've been highlighting basically this intimate, these intimate connections and building those, which has just highlighted the fact that that's one of the things I miss most on the mm. field as a single. Mm. Um, but that was so important to share that, mm-hmm. and the team was very responsive to mm. that. Like we didn't even think of that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. How can we be more supportive of you in the future? Mm-hmm. What kinds of things help? And so that, what could have been a disintegration, actually moved us closer. That's so good. I think, um, I mean, you didn't really ask this, but one of the no. biggest suggestions, recommendations I would give to singles, who especially find themselves in a minority um, communicate, communicate, communicate mm-hmm. uh, your needs as much as you want your team to, you know, her husbands and wives experience this too. You just want your spouse to know what you need. Mm-hmm. They just don't. Um, and mm-hmm. life on the field can be chaotic and you can get missed. And mm-hmm. so um, as much as you can proactively communicate what your experience is like and what your needs are and do that as graciously and as accessible as possible, mm. the better success you're going to have with um, your team on the field. Mm. So, Do you have, you know, I know um, doing that kind of confrontation, con- I would call that, a you know, basically what one of the questions that gets asked mm-hmm. a lot of times in applications is, you know, how do you deal with confrontation? How do you, mm-hmm. uh, how do you approach when you have a different view than someone else or uh, a countering experience mm-hmm. how how would you recommend that people do that i mean coming from because you've had those experiences and, and we all have but i think it's sometimes a little bit different when it's coming from someone who's in a different place mm-hmm. so as a single your experience is significantly different than that of a couple or a family mm-hmm. and i think there would be like three significant differences there i mean mm-hmm. each one would be different from the other mm-hmm. um, so what recommendations would you make for those people that may not feel that confrontation is their forte um, <laughs> which I'm not sure I, I you is, know is it anybody's this is, a, this is a question our application and I it's funny because I, I have yet I think to see anyone that would check oh I'm really good at confrontation you know right but, but so how would you recommend that or just from your own experience of What's the best way to confront as a single to couples or families? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd say probably the, the way I've been best able to communicate that's been straightforward but also not, you know, has been somewhat win- winsome, I guess you could say, um, is to kind of approach it in terms of everyone has unique joys and unique sorrows Mm. and so to communicate to teammates no in my unique position right now this is what is most difficult for me Mm. um and i realize that that is different from the difficulties that you have you know Mm. or you know families with children have very unique um, challenges and also joys on the field and same with couples and then singles and so approaching it um, not from 
you know, it's your job to pay attention to me and um, because you have a husband, I don't have to, you know, meet your needs, but just sharing more, um, you know, here's my unique struggle, keeping it from my needs, mm -hmm. my perspective, here's where I'm vulnerable right now, here's where I'm hurting right now, mm -hmm. and I wanted to let you know that. Uh, I want to, as my teammate, I want you to know where I'm at, and, you know, if you have suggestions for, it would really help me if, you know, you sent me a text when you can, or, mm -hmm. you know, we maybe touch base on the weekend periodically, or give them tangible ideas of what can help encourage you. But also with this sense of not you owe this to me, but this mm. would be a really helpful offering. And I realize, you know, in the reverse, time is short for you. You're not sleeping well because your kids are keeping you up. <laughs> like what are ways that I can encourage you mm. and help meet you and your struggles? And so just keeping it in terms of this is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm needing. It's not your job to fulfill all my needs, but if you would like to, here's some things you could do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Um, or, you know, I realize, you know, assuming the best, if there are certain comments that are made that mm. are definitely well-meaning, no one's trying to be malicious, but can be kind of patronizing of singles or um, just insensitive, mm -hmm. um, to make sure that you're approaching, um, those kinds of scenarios of, I realize you had no intention of meaning it this way, but when I hear that kind of comment, mm -hmm. this is how it makes me feel. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to make you aware of that because I'm pretty sure you weren't trying to hurt me. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. Um, but just for future reference, if you could say it a little more like this, or that question's actually not very helpful, could you ask this one instead? Just mm -hmm. like graciously educating your team over time mm -hmm. of what it right. feels like and encouraging them to educate you mm -hmm. about their experience and how you can most effectively encourage them instead of them. Yeah, I think that's really important because I think a lot of times we get, it doesn't matter what your station in life, but we have certain expectations that yes. that we've set up in our minds of how this is going to be and how this is going to work and and it doesn't, it never works out really fully <laughs> the way we anticipate. Yeah. And so then we run into these things where we do need to educate. I think that was a great word. Um, and I think all of us need to help educate each other on how to love each other best. You know, mm -hmm. we, we just don't, that's not in the DNA all the time. Uh, some people do have that great, you know, compassion and empathy and stuff like that. But for those of us who don't, we need teachers in our lives that are willing to confront us in a loving way and help us to learn how, how best to relate. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned a little earlier that loneliness that you've come, you know, you've, you'd come through a deep time or a, a time of loneliness and the need for the connection. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly that makes sense, I think, mm -hmm. from looking in from the outside of a, to, of a single's perspective. Mm -hmm. um, what other things would you say both would, were significantly difficult for you? Maybe things you didn't anticipate would be hard? Because I think some of us anticipate, okay, this is going to be hard, you sure. know, learning a new language or stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. But from a singles perspective, what, what things were difficult and then what things were 
maybe easier than you expected or things that you felt you had strength in mm -hmm. that maybe a couple wouldn't have, mm -hmm. um, but just things that were difficult, things that were surprisingly, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, enjoyable or an area of strength for you. Sure. Hmm. Well, yeah, I think this goes back to the conversation of unique joys and sorrows because there are both, and of course there's crossover. It's not mm -hmm. that we don't share um, some similar joys and sorrows. Um, but I think certainly, um, like you said, the expected challenge of being you know, single in the field, loneliness, I think it can be kind of a built-in reality, and that, and that can be um, a spectrum for different people. Mm -hmm. It's not that everyone's going to feel super acutely lonely all the time, mm -hmm. um, but uh, that certainly is a dynamic that plays out, I, I think, particularly in specific instances that were surprising. Um, something traumatic happens on the field or uh, within the team, and you go home, and you're trying to process it, but there's no one to talk to uh, mm -hmm. or process it through with unless you pick up the phone and intentionally. Mm -hmm. And in some of those moments of just emotional response, you just really want someone right there built mm -hmm. into your situation to just... Mm -hmm. Or if you're having a conflict with someone, um, it's always nice to run it by someone, have them like, yeah. am I being unreasonable? Or is this, am I just being triggered by something and this is actually a big deal? Or is this something I really need to talk to them about? And just to have another person to help you filter those thoughts, um, that can be difficult when that's not there. And then you find yourself in a team context, team meeting, this is your opportunity mm -hmm. to share that it's more vulnerable because you feel like it's unfiltered and, mm -hmm. you know, just moments like that, um, that can be surprisingly difficult. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think of others. Um, vacations, mm -hmm. I'd say, are really tough. Uh, you're looking forward to getting away, you need to get away, and at the same time, you know, maybe being alone sounds nice, depending on whether you're introvert or extrovert, but maybe you need a mixture, or being alone sounds terrible. And not everyone, you know, maybe you have people on your team that have kids, they're in school, they can't just go with you, you know, mm -hmm. and you might be closest to them on your team, and they might be the ones you feel like you could vacation best with, mm -hmm. but they're not available. Um, maybe someone else is available, but... You, you're not as close to them, it's harder to feel rested around them, or just like, you know, you can really un let down and enjoy. And so that can be definitely a struggle for a single on the field. How do I find refreshment um, that, as if you're a woman, you know, feels both safe, you're not traveling by yourself or staying somewhere by yourself, um, but also have fellowship and interaction. So that can just get tricky. Um, and that's something, you know, to even intentionally be thinking through, um, potentially asking friends months in advance or even asking your teammates, you know, if, if you would really like to vacation with them in a year in advance, you know, like what would it look like to go together, what would work best for you. Mm -hmm. um, so those, yeah, that's a tricky area. Mm -hmm.
Um, uh, there's, you know, I'm sure there's a lot more, but on the flip side, the benefits, um, joys, uh, I think this is pretty common, well-known, but just as a single, your potential for, well, again, it depends on the culture um, and your gender, um, but generally, you have so much more opportunity to engage in language, to engage nationals, um, national friends. I made a lot of friends in Indonesia, um, a lot of whom were single Indonesians, um, but my understanding of language and culture was just really miles ahead um, in a time frame than those of my teammates who came around the same time as me and had families or had spouses um, and just the built-in realities of mm -hmm. <laughs> transitioning as a family on the field and all the work that it can take to pour into your kids and shepherd them through it or mm -hmm. negotiating with your spouse. Like I didn't have any of that, so I was able to jump in. Mm -hmm. um, and so my language was a lot better. My, um, my understanding of nuances of the culture, even just from being surrounded by mm -hmm. nationals a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, was hugely helpful and put me in a unique position even on my team to help give perspective to play different roles interacting mm -hmm. with nationals um, that ended up enhancing the effectiveness of our team. Um, I, I think as a partially this is my personality but on the team itself the team when I left the field reflected back to me that I had kind of functioned as the glue to our team because I had the freedom to engage them as an individual, go to their house or have them to my house for dinner, mm -hmm. get to know them um, personally and their needs, their their desires, their hopes for ministry, all those, some of those conversations that just take time to mm -hmm. have. And so I was able to do that with everyone on our team. Mm -hmm. um, they weren't always able to do that together. Uh, so then I could act, kind of act as a bridge, help different people on the team ex, you know, understand where maybe another family was coming from, mm -hmm. what they'd been going through, you know, just or just providing a sense of fellowship for mm -hmm. the team as a whole. And so uh, they expressed that that was something that really brought the team together. Uh, because I had the freedom and flexibility to do that. Mm -hmm. So I'd say those were some of the biggest um, pieces. There's so many more on both yeah. sides, but right, sure. that's what comes to mind. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're actually recording this uh, at Christmas time, and you're hearing it in February around uh, Valentine's Day. And But I just thought, you know, because holidays, whether it's Christmas or Valentine's, I, I just wonder, you know, for, for us, I think when as we were... Uh, mission, a missionary family on on the field we we I think we anticipated or felt like holidays would be a really difficult time uh, for the singles that are around us and we were working at a school so we had a lot of single mm -hmm. teachers that were there and uh, sometimes they did things together but we we would invite singles to our house to celebrate Christmas with us and and some of them we had to like get our bid in of the year before because you know they were like in in high demand um and, and I remember my parents growing up on the mission field my parents did this too and uh we'd have a house full of single teachers usually 
uh, all, virtually every Christmas. And we would play games. And as a kid, it was a blast because I had all these people to try out my new toys on, you know. And uh, whether that was a Nerf gun, actually, they didn't have those back then. But uh, whatever, whatever it was, you know, uh, those are great times. But that's a view from the family side of things. How how do singles view that? And, you know, is it, I mean, I, I, I would assume that it's just kind of a, it's a, lo a lonely time. And, and it is for all of us, actually, being away from family. But, um, but for couples and families, you actually have your, at least your family unit there. So just reflect on that and also how you feel, how you felt, being invited to other people's houses for those times. Were, the, were those good things or were those like, oh, please, let's just, you know, let me just get on with life or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so I'd say probably some of both. I mean, you definitely, I personally would prefer to have invitations and be able to turn them down than to have none <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah, right, right. Um, but certainly you can get a lot as a single um which is very special, and I think I always felt, you know, people just genuinely wanting to care for me. I think where it could be challenging at points was that you get so, mon so many and very eager uh, and encouraging, please come to our house, we'd love to have you. Um, but it's a day that you want to spend with people that feel most like family. Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes the invitations, well-meaning as they could be, at least for me, it was always really nice if it was accompanied with a, you are more than welcome, we would love to have you, but if you've got other plans or you just want it to be a day of rest or whatever, you know, yeah. um, that is totally fine. We just wanted you to know, you know, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's very helpful. And, and because there are a lot of different types of singles out there as well, some mm -hmm. of whom definitely more parties the better mm -hmm. and some just like two or three of my closest friends please you know yeah. or maybe <laughs> yeah. I want to have the experience of the family in the morning but I just want to be my myself in the afternoon mm -hmm. you know you uh, so I would say you know it's going to be unique and if you're on a team with the single get to know that single and specifically what fills their soul mm. what what you know is most meaningful to them if they want to be with the family, consider incorporating maybe some of their favorite traditions into what you do. Um, or just, you know, ask them in advance so that they you have a sense of what they specifically need because everyone's going to be different. Mm -hmm. But I'd say, I mean, you could never go wrong with at least giving an invitation. That's always special, and I think most people can receive that as a really well-meaning gesture, gesture, whether they accept or not. So. Yeah. One of the things that, that just keeps coming to mind as, as I'm sitting here listening to Elena share kind of um, the stuff with the, uh, that a lot of it's centered around love, and I think that that's something cool that we didn't really plan on, but that it's coming, you know, mm -hmm. this is going to be coming out around Valentine's Day, and that, that even... You know, married couples who are listening to this and and singles as well, but just the the ideas that that Elaine is throwing out there and how to treat the the singles that are on your team in the field that it sounds so much like the premarital counseling that I went through with <laughs> like for 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 my marriage and so it's a it's really interesting that that really if you condense all of it down to like a core value it's all about love and how you want to do the for for the married people that you want to do the best for 
your wife, you want to love your wife, and, and in the same way, you want to show that same kind of respect for for the singles on your team. And that it, it can often be overlooked in, in how Elena's been talking about it, just the just the, the the difficulty for a single not to have that somebody to you know to be with all of the time just to to reach out and be that for your the singles on your team I think is just a really it's just a really cool thing that that God was just bringing to my mind as we were sitting here talking about it that uh, even though yes this is a an episode for <laughs> for singleness on the field but that I think that you could almost take the singleness thing out it's just love on the field and Absolutely. that's and that I think is is just a really it's at least for me and maybe it doesn't for you but that just helps kind of connect it all for me that it's not it's not so much about being married or or single but and just loving everybody equally with mm-hmm. the same sort of respect and everything so that's yeah, that's really cool exactly so I know that wasn't a question but I just, oh. I just wanted to put that in there <laughs> maybe we can get stuck on marital status and mm-hmm. oh it's a single so how do I treat a single but really it just comes down to relationships how do you get to know someone how do you love them regardless whether they're married or a parent or a single. Mm-hmm. Um, and just back to the basics, sometimes the best way to navigate those kind mm-hmm. of questions. Yeah, I, I really, yeah, I agree. I, I love what you said uh, about connecting ahead of time because, you know, so it's one thing to, you know, oh, I'm, I'm inviting you to come to our place for Christmas and, oh, by the way, what do you like to do? You know, and <laughs> all that means is that I didn't take the time to invest in you earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably how I would receive mm-hmm. it if I was a sensitive person, which my wife will tell you I'm not. So, but, but, but I would say that's so critical. It's if we're going to really love each other, if we're going to really be a team, if we're going to work together, if we're going to meet each other's needs, we have to invest time in that. Mm -hmm. And the hard part for some of us is that it will require a sacrifice of other time. Mm -hmm. Someday there'll be a mobilization blog post that will talk about love always requires sacrifice mm-hmm. uh, maybe even next week but but so it's like this is this is something that's really important for all teams everywhere no matter what mm-hmm. our our marital status or, or position is but yeah we all need to realize that if we're going to work together and we're going to make this happen we're going to re, uh, reflect the kingdom well Mm-hmm. We need to be investing in each other and really listening to each other and understanding mm-hmm. what each other needs so that we can then be part of that need for uh, the meeting that need for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then just how how interchangeable God and love, like putting those words, you know, uh, swapped that way because God is love, right? So, you know, that maybe God doesn't always require sacrifice, but that if there is an extent for in in all the conversation that we've been having and that that love is essential for our teams that that God I mean that's God working through our teams and in in and through love so uh, yeah yeah and I'd say on the other side maybe from a family perspective um, it's really okay to if to not invite the single to portions of your Christmas like if you need just time with your kids or if it's really meaningful to them just to have that nuclear family time um i think just communicating that to the single um is is really good rather than just not saying anything and kind of awkwardly dancing around it (laughs) or kind of inviting them haphazardly but hoping they'll not come you know (laughs) um i think 
singles can smell pity. Uh, (laughs) And so if they're feeling like it's an obligatory invitation Mm -hmm. or something that is not so meaningful. And so at least for me, I'd much rather have a couple, you know, families say, you know, it's really important to our kids this year that we just have some time for just us. But Mm -hmm. would you join us for coffee at three or maybe, you know, the 26th? We could get together and have a little day after Christmas celebration with you. You know, just being honest and also in, inviting, mm-hmm. even if it's not on the day for follow-up connections. Mm-hmm. That's all just going to be meaningful to, to your teammate, um, mm-hmm. that you're expressing what you need as a family, but also that you, you have a desire to connect. It just may not be on the actual holiday. So. Yeah. Sometimes in missionary communities, there's this family feel because you know you've we've all left mm-hmm. family behind, and now we're pushed together. Sometimes by choice, sometimes just not by choice. It depends <laughs> on the agency you have, um, but it, it's you're you're kind of a new family, you know, mm-hmm. because you a lot of times you're in a culture that's very different from yours. Everybody looks different than you. Not always. If you're in Europe, you. You may not look that much different than everyone else. So if you're an African American in Africa, you're not going to look mm-hmm. very much different than other people, and until you open your mouth, and then they're going to know you're different. But <laughs> uh, but so we become this kind of new family, and sometimes in some uh, some countries, and I think this happens in in Indonesia, mm-hmm. is kids start to call everyone else by like aunt and uncle. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you would be Aunt Elena. Mm-hmm. But now, I don't know if that happened to you or not, but how did you as a single feel about that? Mm-hmm. Was that a good thing or was that... Because those things usually come with some responsibilities, you know. Mm-hmm. So how did that feel for you? Well, I think I personally, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think also because leaving behind my nieces and nephews in the States... You know, that role as an aunt was very special to me. So in being able to some ways have that experience on the field as well with the kids um, on our team was special, and I enjoyed that. Um, There was, you know, a family or two that um, felt like they wanted to reserve the aunt and uncle titles for their actual, you know, uh, (laughs) relatives, um, which, you know, I can understand. And and so, yeah, it's worth having the conversation with families about that. Is that okay Mm -hmm. with you? Or is that a term you want to reserve for someone else? But if it doesn't, if it makes no difference to you, I'd Mm -hmm. love to be called that. Or Mm -hmm. if that's not your preference as a single, that you can communicate Mm -hmm. a different title that you would like. but that can be an, a nice way, even a, a title of kind of honor or inclusiveness, um, mm. because it's special to be included in a family context mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. single one, to have a sense that your presence is meaningful in the lives of those kids and that it's important mm-hmm. in their experience on the field. Um, so the sense of being part of the village that it takes to raise a child mm. is, is special, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Again, that's going to depend on the single. So I think it's worth having those kind of preliminary discussions before you just assume right. that the family's okay with that or that the single's okay with that title. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's very special uh, mm. to have relationships with the MKs. Mm. 
Yeah. I, in fact, I just say from my own experience as a kid growing up overseas, mm-hmm. um, that having people around you, single or married, but people that are willing to invest in you mm-hmm. as your aunts and uncles here might have done mm-hmm. had you been here, is a critical, critical piece. Mm-hmm. And and I don't I don't want to try to lay a guilt trip on singles who don't see that as part of their role. I, I, that's, I, I think you need to, to walk that as God opens up the opportunity and, or, or not for you. Mm-hmm. But I just speaking as an MK who had people around who were, that invested in me, mm-hmm. there, is, there was just no, there isn't any other way that happens because I'm not with my other family members. And mm-hmm. um, so that you really takes on a role uh, even closer than, let's say, a coach or a teacher. Sometimes those can become great mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, but having someone else on on your team who's outside of your family that can speak into your life. Because a lot of times as kids, we don't listen to our parents. You know, I mean, <laughs> our parents could say the same thing to us about 20 times. We wouldn't yes. hear it. But then that other special person says it one time, and we hear it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not from our mom and dad, you know. and. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't, in fact, this uh, this week, my dad and I will probably be going to the funeral of one of those people in my life. Mm-hmm. And I just, as I think back over that time, it just brings me to tears because of how much influence that person had in my life mm-hmm. at a very vulnerable time for me. Because as a kid, my parents had carted me off to this other country and just trying to get used to it and everything and having lost that family structure, mm-hmm. uh, they just stepped into that role mm-hmm. and filled a great need for me and my, my two brothers and, and the other kids on our team. Mm-hmm. So again, I don't, I don't want to lay a guilt trip, but I, I guess I just want singles to know how important that role is in the lives of the children that they interact with mm-hmm. uh, that possibly have lost that connection within their, within their structure that mm-hmm. they had before they got to the the mission field yes so I want to thank you for the I know the MKs on your team and I know that they were impacted by you they're well sweet and little at the time so (laughs) don't remember me even more more important (laughs) they're not now they were no I'm just although you know if you're in a missions community Mm -hmm. too where there's lots of different organizations um, if you have a family on your team you know they might be aware of international schools so you single you might find yourself really in that position with lots of kids that aren't on your team mm-hmm. even that are um, you know from different organizations and this isn't really our topic but that's, if you no, do if you do find yourself um, in that position uh, where kids are sharing things with you that they are not comfortable sharing with their parents um, <laughs> just um, I just encourage that you have a good relationship with the parents of those children and that you communicate well um, throughout that time. Not that you're sharing everything that the children might be sharing with you exactly with the parents, mm-hmm. but I did run into some conflict um, in that some, some MKs on the field were feeling free to share things with me that they weren't sharing with their parents and their parents began to notice you know an affinity or they wanted to come to my house they wanted to spend time with me and there began to be a sense of being threatened of like 
why are you wanting to spend more time with Elena than with me? And mm. what did you share with Elena or coming to me? You know, like my kid, you know, just, it just yeah. can, as a parent, I think you want your kids to hear what you're saying, to come to right. you first. Mm-hmm. And that's not all the, always the case, especially for youth who are needing to explore a little bit outside of their mm-hmm. parents' advice. And um, so I, it can be tricky, but I just, again, encourage that to, to the greatest degree possible that you engage the parents if you find yourself in that position, building a good relationship with them, making sure that they know who you are, that they can trust your heart, mm-hmm. um, and then also that you're affirming those relationships when you're engaging their kids mm-hmm. and encouraging them in their relationships with their parents as mm-hmm. much as possible so that the yeah. family as a whole feels like you as a single as a champion of their family and mm-hmm. um you know helping those relationships to whatever degree is possible so yeah. i just found myself surprised and i felt like i was well-meaning and i was just trying to encourage these particular girls and their family became really threatened their parents became threatened by that mm-hmm. relationship that i had mm-hmm. and so then i had to make more effort intentionally mm-hmm. to connect with the parents and ensure, yeah. you know, I'm not trying to undermine what you're saying. I'm just trying to support your yeah. daughters as they mm-hmm. are teenagers and MKs. And yeah. So that's kind of a side. No, I mean, and I, I definitely think that that could, that in itself could be a whole, a whole nother um, episode. And I think we are eventually going to talk about a little bit with the team conflict and, mm-hmm. Um, in missions and that it is a big part uh, but I think that overall as we've gone through this uh, this topic of singleness I think the biggest two things at least that I've taken away that are kind of the core values of it would be uh, communication and love I think communication definitely being number one and yeah and so we we just want to thank you guys for listening this week we have the amazing Elena Huff here uh, who thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing uh, some of your personal experiences on the field as a single woman. I think it's really, uh, really important for for both married uh, married couples and singles that are in the mission field to, to get a perspective that, that you've helped open my eyes to, um, even though I'm not on a mission field per se, that um, it's really, it's really been encouraging to hear your story over the, the past couple of years that I've been here at OC. So thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week.